Hello, lovelies. I'm Valeria, and this is Have Murder, Will Travel. Everyone, you made it to episode 7. Welcome, welcome. I don't think I have any business to get to this week, so we'll just dive right in. We're going back to Europe this week. Back your coats and gloves, because we are going to Finland. We are going to be discussing the murders of Marty and Elise Heino on Friday, August 24th, 2001 at 5.59 p.m. Finnish Emergency Services received a call from Elise Heino's cell phone. She was calling for help for her husband, Marty, who had been shot. Before she could give police more information, she was cut off. Police were able to trace the call and police arrived with ambulances within 15 minutes. When they arrived, they found no one, no sign that anyone had been there. They searched the nearby wood, nothing. The Hino's home was broken into the next day. Money and valuables were missing. The very next day, Sunday, August 26th, the Hino's car was found. It was abandoned and there was a gas canister inside the car, leading police to believe that the perpetrators had planned to burn the car. So where were the Hinos? What had happened to them? Who would want to hurt them? Police rather quickly arrested four teenage boys. 18-year-old Marcus Osterman, 17-year-old Samsa Mantila, 17-year-old Yanni Posolo, and 16-year-old Sako Salo. They were arrested on suspicion of murder. I don't know if I said their names right. I hope I did. I did Google it. Nordic languages are hard. So anyway, they were arrested on suspicion of murdering Marty and Elise. There's no bodies yet, but the police are like, mm, something's going on here. We have their car. They're missing. Their house has been broken into. Very strange. The arrest of these four boys shocked everyone who knew them. They were apparently from well-off families. They lived in a very nice suburb. Like, everyone was very shocked. They had no criminal history. They had no history of trouble at all, really. They were, by all accounts, good kids from good families. I always hate in these cases when somebody does something and people always go, oh, but they were from a good family. Like, good families don't make bad people. If anything, I feel like good families can just cover up the shit the bad people do better than other families. Whatever. That's just me talking about social class. I'll go away. So why would these, quote, good kids murder a middle-aged couple? The motive was what it always is, money. Supposedly, Marty Hino owed the boys some money. Now, I think I've said this before, but I will say it again. I don't care how much money somebody owes you. Do not kill them. I can't believe I have to say that out loud. There is no amount of money that is worth murdering over. There's just not. There, there really isn't. can't think of any amount of money that would make me go, hmm, better kill him. Why would this middle-aged businessman owe a bunch of teenagers money? Well, Marty Hino was apparently involved in a mobile phone business. That was, mm, we'll say it operated in a gray area of legality. The boys would acquire 
cheap cell phones for Marty, and then Marty would sell them at full price. Marty had also recently been convicted of tax fraud. He was appealing that verdict. Tax fraud has nothing to do with him being horrifically murdered. You don't get murdered for any reason, all right? I don't care if he was committing tax fraud. These boys were obviously interrogated since they were arrested. And through the interrogations, they did admit that they had killed the couple. Apparently, they had shot them both. They then stuffed their bodies into ice hockey equipment bags that they had acquired just for this occasion. Because, you know, I always go to the sporting goods store and buy ice hockey equipment bags just to stuff a body into. Although, I don't know, I just realized this is Finland. There's probably a lot of ice hockey up there, right? I don't know. So maybe it's pretty cheap to get a ice hockey equipment bag. I don't know. I feel like here in America, it'd be kind of pricey. You'd be better off just stuffing them in a trash bag. Not that I'm thinking about how to get rid of a body. I guess I kind of am. So they put their bodies into these ice hockey bags. Then they put the bodies in the trunk of their own car. So they put the high nose body in the high nose car, drove the car back to the suburb of Espoo. That's where they're all from. It's this very well-off area. Then they borrowed a boat that belonged to one of their family members because, of course, these rich kids have a family member with a boat. They just, I just, you know who these kids are, even before the murder. You just know they were douchey, rich assholes. I don't even feel bad saying that about a bunch of teenagers. I just know they are. So anyway, they borrow a family member's boat, took it out in the water, dumped the bodies. They told police that they even used stones to make sure the bodies sank. So these were just some cold-blooded killers is what it sounds like to me. So the police began searching the waters for the bodies. They even called in army frogmen to help with the search, but they weren't having any luck. And apparently the boys couldn't remember exactly where they dumped the bodies. Because, you know, dumping a body is not a memorable event, I guess. Ridiculous. Then police also revealed that Osterman, the oldest, the 18-year-old, he had actually paid the other three boys hit money before the murders. He had apparently given all the boys a thousand marka each. Marka was the um, Finnish currency at the time. They're, they're now using the euro. Now, right there, I mean, if he's paying them ahead of time, that means this was premeditated, right? I mean, it kind of sounds like it was anyway. They got the ice hockey equipment bags ahead of time. But you can't pay somebody for murder and then go, oh, it's just a spur of the moment thing. And now, I haven't priced hitman, hitmen or murderers, but I feel like it should be way more than a thousand to murder somebody, right? I would never pay someone to murder anyone or accept money to murder anybody. But if I did one of those things, uh, I would expect it to be more expensive. Like, I, I would think thousands, hundreds of thousands. I, I don't know, but one thousand. If somebody got paid to murder me, I, I better be worth more than a thousand, okay? I'd be insulted. I'd be in the afterlife going, you fucking kidding me? That's all you thought I was worth? So yeah, thousand, that just seems low to me. But anyway, clearly I don't, I don't know how hitmen work. Although also these are a bunch of amateur teens, so not like he was hiring professionals. Maybe if he'd spent more money, they would have gotten away with it. Gotten a professional. You know, you get what you pay for, right? On Monday, September 3rd, 
police discovered Marty Hino's body near the Espoo coast. The next day, Elise Hino's body was found in the same area. The police actually had to use a robot camera to find them, which I think sounds really cool and good job, Finland, because they were actually in 17 meters of water, which is about 55 feet. So very, very deep. Like I scuba dive and I've been that deep and it doesn't sound deep, but it's, it's deep down there. Autopsies were performed, of course. The autopsy did not show any surprises, basically confirmed the boys' stories. Each of them had died from one gunshot wound to the head. Marty died from the first one. That's when poor Elise had made the 911 call. Well, not 911 in Finland. She called emergency services. And during the call, she was shot. That's what cut the phone off. They also found out that they had shot them at close range afterwards to ensure that they were, in fact, dead. So again, I say, this just seems like cold-blooded murder. Like, I'm not seeing any panic, remorse, anything at this point. They planned this ahead of time, which we're going to talk a little more about their plan. Planned it and then carried it out very coldly, it seems like. Stuffed the bodies in the trunk, dumped them. I mean, that is sick. That is messed up. In this case, I mean, it shocked Finland as these details came out because they don't really have a lot of murders in Finland and especially premeditated murders committed by children. Because you have to remember, these were children. I mean, yes, 16, 17, 18. 18, you're technically an adult. 16 and 17, you're almost an adult. But let's be real. Think back to when you were that age. You were stupid, okay? You were a stupid child. You didn't think you were, but you were. So these are children. These are babies. And they're they're killing a poor couple. So yeah, it shocked Finland just like it's shocking us reading about it. Their trial began on November 21st. All four boys were charged with two counts of murder and two counts of aggravated robbery, because remember, they broke into the house after the murder. The prosecution was seeking life imprisonment for the oldest, Osterman. For the other three, since they were minors at the time, the prosecution was seeking 13 to 14 years. We will discuss the sentences at the end of the episode. Sentences in Finland are very, very different from in America. I was pretty kind of surprised when I was reading about the sentencing. So yeah, we we will talk about it, don't worry. The three underage boys, they denied the murder charge, but they did admit their guilt on lesser charges of unlawful killing or aiding and abetting in the carrying out of such a crime. I'm not a lawyer, and I'm definitely not a Finnish lawyer, but I really don't understand. They're saying they didn't commit murder, but they will admit their guilt on unlawful killing. Isn't murder unlawful killing? I don't understand the difference. To me, you're admitting you killed them. That's murder. The end. Now, good old Marcus Osterman, the mastermind, of course, he denied involvement in the killings at all. That he had nothing to do with it. So, you know, paid his three friends diddly shit to carry out this murder plot. And when they get caught, he's like, yeah, no, I, I don't know anything about that. This is why you don't commit crimes with your friends. Someone always blames the other one to save themselves. Seriously, have you noticed that? Every time they arrest multiple people for a crime, at least one of them's always like, yeah, yeah, the other one did it. Like, no, 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 no. Do you, if you are going to commit crimes, I don't recommend it. Do it by yourself. 
Now, the prosecution, like I said, we all know this is premeditated. They got paid hit money. They acquired the bags ahead of time. The prosecution even said that the boys met multiple times ahead of the murders. The prosecution also said that originally the boys were just going to kill Marty, but decided they would have to kill Elise as well so the police and their parents wouldn't find out about the murder. I don't really understand that logic. I guess that's some dumb teenage logic. You're worried you'll get caught for one murder, so you better commit two so you don't get caught. They didn't even burn the car. Like, I just, I don't understand. But this is why they got caught and are in jail. So, well, we'll discuss that. Osterman had told the boys that Hino owed the money from the cell phone business. You know, remember, they were acquiring these cheap phones. Couldn't find anything about how they were acquiring these cheap phones. Some people were speculating that they were stealing them. The prosecution never said that. I don't understand any other way they could have been getting these cheap cell phones if they weren't doing something shady. But again, there's no evidence of that. Kind of what I'm thinking. But so, you know, they were getting these cheap cell phones. Marty was selling them at full price, so I'm sure they were supposed to be getting a cut. Osterman told all these other boys that Marty hadn't been paying. So Osterman had concocted the plan to lure the Hinos to this cabin in the wood. The way they lured them was that they had called them, told them they had a whole bunch of cell phones to sell them. This ensured that Marty would be carrying a large sum of money in a case with him. The boys were going to kill him, take the money, the end. The prosecution said they all had a role in the plan and they all executed their roles exactly as planned. One of the 17-year-olds, Yanni Pasola, met the couple when they pulled up at the cabin. Guess it was kind of a long driveway or something, so he met him out at the car and was guiding them up to the cabin. In reality, he was guiding them to the right spot to be shot. The 16-year-old, Sakusalu, was the shooter. He was waiting behind a rock, and once Pasola had led them right to the perfect spot, he shot them. First one shot went into Marty, second shot went into Elise. The other 17-year-old, Samsa Mantilla. I do not think I'm saying that last name right at all. It's got a couple of little accents over it and I don't know what they mean. Anyway, he was watching from behind a shed. I guess he was supposed to act if, you know, something went wrong. Maybe somebody tried to run or something. Osterman was already driving back to Espoo during the murders. Really seems like Osterman was an evil genius who just had his minions commit the crime. You know, I'm just picturing him sitting in his evil lair, being like, go do my bidding. I mean, that's what all these uh, crime bosses do, right? That's why they have underlings. So then when stuff goes awry like this with the cops, they can be like, well, I don't have anything to do with that. can control what other people do. Osterman, he really seems like a piece of shit. I must say it. I don't care. Seems like a piece of shit. The defense lawyers for these younger three boys said the description of events by the prosecution was mostly correct. But their clients were not guilty of murder. Again, I don't understand that. You're you're admitting that they shot them. They did all these things, but somehow they're not guilty of murder. I'm sorry. I think what they did is quite literally the definition of murder. Premeditated murder. They lured this nice couple out to the wood to murder them. There's no other word for it. I don't I don't get it. Their lawyers said that they were coerced by Osterman. They just believed their friend's story and wanted to help him. Okay, you, you don't help your friends by murdering people. You help your friends by, you know, helping them move, being there when they're going through a tough time, shit like that. You don't, you don't murder somebody to help out a friend. You don't. 
One of the boys even said he was involved only because of his desire to remain in the group. A little have murder will travel life tip. If you need to commit crimes to stay with your friends, those are not your friends. Those are not friends you want. Friends do not ask friends to commit crimes with them, especially murder. It's like, I don't know about other countries, but here in America, we used to have this drug education thing, and one of the slogans was, just say no. It was like, just say no to drugs. Just say no to murder, okay? If one of your friends ever asks you, just say no. No, thank you. I would not like to commit murder with you. The end. Osterman's lawyer had a completely different story. So these three boys are like, okay, we've been caught. Here's what happened. All the evidence is supporting their stories. But good old Marcus Osterman is like, no, no, no. That's not what's going on at all. I had nothing to do with it. So his lawyer said he had no idea there were going to be any murders. As far as he knew, the boys were just going to bring Marty out to the woods and kind of threaten him and pressure him to pay him. But, but he didn't know there was any sort of murder plot or that anybody was going to get hurt or die. Osterman also claimed during the trial that Marty had taken a loan from him for 57,000 marka and he simply wanted to talk to him about getting his money back. None of the other boys mentioned this loan. Like, he had not mentioned it before, but now all of a sudden, during the trial, he's like, oh yeah, and that rich businessman borrowed money from me. Of course, conveniently, he had no records of this loan being made or anything of the sort. He said he didn't have any records because he didn't know anything about that sort of thing. You know, he was just a boy and he was pretty rich, so he'd never had to had to keep track of things like that. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I just, I picture this guy, at least here in America, I was in middle school, there were these annoying douchebags who would wear two polo shirts like at the same time so you could see the double collar or whatever and they'd like pop one up and it was super cool. I feel like that's what this guy was wearing. I don't know that for sure. I'm just like, sounds like a dick. The police did not buy his loan story. It made no sense. The police said Marty had plenty of his own money, like in his accounts. He was pretty well off. So he had no reason to borrow money from Osterman. Which, I mean, yeah, I mean, why would a grown-ass businessman with money borrow money from a child? I'm gonna need some of these killers to start coming up with better stories. Like, if you're gonna lie, be better at it, man. Jesus. Osterman even said that he hadn't even wanted to participate in any of the crimes, and the other three convinced him. He hadn't even been comfortable with the whole just threatening him for money. But they, they convinced him. But... He did say that he was involved in dumping the bodies and burglarizing, burglarizing, that's a tough word to say. So he admitted he was involved in dumping the bodies and breaking into the Hino's home after the murders. So we're supposed to believe he had no idea these people were going to get killed, didn't even want to just threaten him for money, but he has no problem dumping bodies and robbing them after they're dead. Because, you know, he's such a good kid. He had no idea. And why would you help dump the bodies if you had nothing to do with the murder? Like, you weren't involved at all. A, why would the other three have even asked you to help them? And B, why would you have done it? I really, I really don't like this guy. Like, I don't like any of these kids. They murdered a couple. But this guy really sucks. Like, you've been caught. Just fucking admit it. No, no. He's blaming everybody else like a dick. Of course, the prosecution was was not buying Osterman's story at all. Some reports were saying he even seemed arrogant in court. Like, 
I guess he was leaned back in his chair while he was answering questions, kind of smugged. Like I said, double polo, collar popped. You can just picture it. Probably have those frosted tips too. I don't know if that was a thing in Finland, but man, that was a douchey hairstyle here in America. Of course, at the time we all thought it was super cool, but looking back on it, I'm like, no, no. I just, I imagine that's how this guy looked or whatever the Finnish version of that look was in 2001. So yeah, like I said, he's just being a dick in court, acting all, you know, above everything. At one point, the judge even kind of reprimanded him and was like, you know, your behavior's unacceptable. Kind of reminded him that he was in fact on trial for murder and maybe he should act like it. I love that. I love when judges get a little sassy. You know, they're like, hey, nah, I think that must be the best part of being a judge. Like if I was a judge, I'd just be dishing out sassy, saucy comments all over. Like people would get sick of me. My bailiff would be like, shut the fuck up, judge. Psychiatric evaluations were ordered for the boys. The evaluations found no psychiatric issues and said that all four of them knew the significance of their actions. So the psychiatrist is saying, no, there's nothing wrong with them. They all knew they were murdering. They all knew it was wrong. They did it anyway. So all four of these guys just suck. I think Osterman sucks a little more, but they all suck. So on June 25th, 2002, the court found them guilty. Osterman was given a life sentence as requested. Sakusalu, who fired the shots, was given 13 years. The other two, Samsa Matila and Yanni Pasola, were given 12 years. All four appealed the sentences. The appeals court upheld the sentences because, I mean, they fucking did it. Osterman even tried to take his case to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court denied to hear the case. They were like, no. I really don't know what his argument was. That'd be fun to know. Like, no, no, I didn't do it. I uh, just dumped the bodies, but had no idea they were dead. Now, before I tell you this last part, I want to discuss the sentences a little. Because to me, as an American, where murder is almost always life sentence, and I feel like even 16 and 17 years old, you would have gotten life, maybe without the possibility of parole. In Finland, juveniles cannot be sentenced to life imprisonment. That's against the law. So that's why Osterman was the only one to get life. Because remember, he was 18 at the times of the murders, and the other boys were 17 and 16. So they couldn't get a life sentence. In fact, the maximum penalty for underage perpetrators is 12 years for a single murder and 15 for multiple murders. So their sentences of 12 and 13 years were actually very close to being the maximum sentence they could receive. So the court was not being kind to them by their legal standards. You know, to our standards here in America, we're like, that's it. But in Finland, that was a very harsh punishment. I couldn't find anything for sure, but since this case was 20 years ago, I'm assuming they served their sentences and are now out, just living their life. They'd all be in their, what, late 30s, I guess. I'm assuming they're they're out just doing whatever. Now, let's talk about Osterman and his life sentence. In Finland, life imprisonment is the only punishment if you are found guilty of murder. So they found him guilty, which we know they did. There is no question as to his sentence. It was automatically life in prison. However, in Finland, nobody ever really serves for life. The longest anyone has been in jail on a life sentence is 22 years. Most life sentences 
only last between 12 and 20 years. Since Osterman was under 21 when he committed the crimes, he was actually eligible for parole after only 10 years. So, in 2012, after serving, you know, what, 10, 11 years at that point, Marcus Osterman was granted parole. He was released in August of 2013. Isn't that fucking great? Four murderers just walking around free in Finland. To me, that's a fucking slap in the face to the Hanois, Hainos, I don't know why I said Hanois, to the Hainos and their family. These boys already were like, you know, they were only worth a thousand marka and let's murder them and lie about it. And then the court is basically saying that their lives are only worth a decade. I don't like that at all. I don't. I'm sure there's plenty of people who are all for lesser sentences. I'm like, fuck that. You murdered somebody. Fuck off 10 years. That kind of made me mad. But again, I, you know, I'm not a legal scholar, not a criminologist. Also, I don't understand, or I'm not an expert, I should say, and I don't understand it either, but I'm not an expert on, you know, the Finnish legal system. I'm sure there's culturally or something, this is probably very accepted up there. So yeah, that, that is the case of the murders of Marty and Elise Haino. Four teenage boys just wanted money, I guess, and by all accounts, they didn't need it. So, senseless, senseless fucking murder. And they're all out. So, yay. That is going to conclude the case. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We're available everywhere. Follow the podcast on Instagram. I don't have as many photos as usual for this case, but do have a few. So follow the podcast on Instagram at Have Murder Will Travel. You can also find the podcast on Facebook at have Murder Will Travel Podcast. You can send me a nice email at havemurderwilltravel at gmail.com. Tune in next week to find out where we go next. Definitely go to a different continent. Not going to stay in Europe, but that's the only hint you get. Until then, don't forget to explore the world and stay alive. Bye. Bye.